You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing how visuals can provide better communication to patients and the implant team. Our guest is Marius Van Tander, Director of Clinical and Technical Affairs for Integrated Dental Systems. He's also a registered dental technician who has been involved with digital dentistry for over 14 years and managed the largest digital dental lab in Nairobi, Kenya. Marius, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having us. So uh, how's Montana, by the way? You mentioned offline that you were in Montana for this. Yeah, Montana is fantastic. It's the most beautiful state in your country. So uh, you guys should come up here and experience it. It's lovely. Yeah, I just actually came back from a trip in New Mexico and saw some incredible sights. And, you know, I, I was convinced that New Mexico was one of the most beautiful states, but <laughs> now you're telling me Montana is, so I guess I need to make a trip to Montana. It was my first road trip ever from Austin, Texas. But yeah, I, I think we, 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 sorry, we probably all think our states are the most beautiful, but uh, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to see a couple of them. And um, so far, Montana is definitely the best for me. Well, we will make our best effort to uh, visit Montana. Now, that sounds really exciting. I've heard great things about it, actually. So tell us briefly about the evolution of dental software that, that helps us as clinicians diagnose and plan our restorative cases. You know, Phil, um, when, when we think back many years ago, how we used to do things and how we used to do planning, et cetera, and um, how we would uh, propose something to the patient, and then after treatment, we would give the patient something totally opposite. Um, I think today we are very fortunate to have fantastic softwares available um, that can really do amazing things. Um, it takes the guesswork, um, the guesswork out of everything. And I think for for all the parties involved, we 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 have absolute peace of mind. Um, the the whole, as you know, the the whole implant planning uh, setup has changed completely because we work from the prosthesis backwards where in the past uh, the surgeon would place the implants and then the restorative uh, clinician will have to figure out how we're going to make this work. So we're eliminating those and um, we really have fantastic software. So um, how, how long has this sophisticated software been available to clinicians specifically for implant planning? Well, implant planning software has been around for a good couple of years. Um, I think it is becoming uh, it's becoming more... Um, more complex, but at the same time easier to use um, because we have the the ability to combine multiple softwares um, to achieve one goal um, at the end. So these softwares have been around for several years. Um, as we know, with with the with the normal designing that we do in the lab, for instance, or the uh, the chair side doctors who do their own designing, we've had those the Serona software has been around for many years. Um, but the implant planning software has really been um, revolutionary in the whole process. So as a registered dental technician that you are, your experience and expertise has allowed you to um, see a lot of different types of software platforms that are designed to work in, in digital planning, diagnosis and digital planning. And I know you're involved with integrated dental systems, commonly referred to as IDS, a great company, and they work with implants and so forth. And the software that they specialize in is called Nemotech. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. So could you tell us something about this particular software 
and how it may differ or differentiate itself from other planning software that's on the market? Sure. Um, Nemotech software has been around for, I think the company is about 30 years old now. Um, it's a constantly evolving software. I would consider it from my experience in working on different uh, planning softwares, I would say it's definitely the most advanced software. And what makes it um, truly fantastic, we were talking about the different uh, the different parts of the, the whole process. Um, the Nemotech Studio basically has multiple modules. Um, so we have an implant planning module. We have an orthodontic planning module. Um, we have an orthognatic surgery module. And then we have the digital smile design module. And what makes it, uh, what makes it special is the fact that we can work on one patient's case using all these different modules. So this is not, um, um, I cannot think of one clinic that will really justify having all these modules. So you can purchase the, the different modules based on the needs of your clinic. Um, but the, the, the two I think we're going to be focusing on today would be the digital smile design. Um, and the implant planning module. So digital smile design is as it is, and the implant planning software is called uh, NemoScan. So those are the two I believe that we will be focusing on today. So briefly, could you give us an example of the workflow, for instance, the smile design, how you would use the equipment that you have in your office and how it talks to the software and so forth? Sure, so uh, when we want to do smile design in general, uh, we will need um, we will need pictures of the patient from multiple angles, um, extra oral, intra oral pictures, and then we will need the SDL files and um, in occlusion so that uh, the surgeon or the the doctor can uh, generate with either analog impressions of which. Um, the models are cast and it's scanned with a desktop scanner, or those who have intra oral scanners can generate. Um, those SDL files for us. And uh, what we will do is we will then um, combine the pictures and the SDL files so we can, we can see what we have at the moment. And from there, we can work to what we want to end up with. So I can remember when I was working in Belgium for a company, they developed a, a software where, you, uh, where the patient could send in a picture and um, we could uh, basically cut out the teeth in the picture and then we could put the most beautiful teeth inside. And this was considered a software to, to persuade patients to go for treatment. Um, and then we would um, then refer these patients to the, the, the doctor. But the problem is no attention was, was given to the position of the roots and what the patient has in his mouth. So it's, it's like just erasing everything and putting a perfect smile in there. And we both know that's, that's, not, um, that's absolutely not possible. So with digital smile design, we're gonna work with the pictures and we're going to work with the SDLs. And um, when we do the implant planning, there we're going to work with the CBCT, um, the DICOM file and um, the SDL files. And um, we will basically, when it comes to implant planning, we will start with a prosthesis. Obviously, we do the preparation first, um, tracing the nerve, etc., cetera, um, aligning. Um, and then we can also do extractions. And this is something that's um, very unique in the, in the implant planning software. We have the ability to do extractions of the teeth um, from the model. 
which means we now have that exact emergence profile of the root. So for doctors who want to do extraction, implant placement, and the temporary prosthesis all in one, we can now contour those abutments exactly according to um, the contours of what is um, of the, the, the actual root um, contours. So that makes it truly fantastic. And then we will do the planning once we have the prosthesis in place, then we can start working on the DICOM file and um, there we can do the implant planning. The other benefit obviously um, is also that we can combine these two models, modules. So we can do the digital smile design in the one module and then transfer that um, to the implant planning. The software just absorbs all this information from everything that's taken at the office, the impressions, whether it's scanning, as you said, or using a analog system and, and scanning the actual model in the office. It's just these files come back to the software and then all this is digested by the processor and there it is, all these different options come out. Now, how much does the actual dentist need as far as equipment in the office to make this work? What, what's the minimal armamentarium of a clinician to take advantage of this software? We need the DICOM file so the doctor will have a cone beam in his clinic. Um, I know there are centers where patients can go to have um, the, the, the CT scans taken or CBCT scans taken. And then he's either going to need the intraoral scanner um, to do the, the to, or to provide us with the SDL files and the occlusion. Um, otherwise, as you mentioned, um, analog impressions. Um, software, we believe that the software is equally um, important for use by the doctor and by the, the dental technician. And um, it's a software that is very simple to use for someone who is new in implant planning, but then it's equally um, advanced for those who, um, you know, there's, there's amazing things that we can do. I can give you an example. The other day we had um, a doctor who wanted to do a gingivectomy guide and a surgical guide combined in one. So this is not something that the general dentist is going to do, but the software has the capacity to do that. We can do more, uh, amazing things with the software that um, none of the other implant planning softwares can do. In America, things are a bit different um, than they are in, for instance, in Europe. Um, in Europe, um, doctors are way more involved in the planning. Um, in the USA, we often see doctors sending all, just collecting all the information, sending it off to a lab or a planning center. And then the planning center um, does the proposal to the doctor who gives the approval and, and then um, the guides, et cetera, are done. Um, we want to make it accessible to the doctor and we also want to make it accessible to the, um, to the lab. And the software is equally valuable to both parties. Um, sometimes we want to make minor adjustments. I think it's just so much more valuable when the doctor can also work in the software. Some doctors prefer to do their own planning. They don't want to send it off to a lab. Um, for them, they can do the design of the prosthesis. Um, and when, when we talk about design of a prosthesis in, uh, um, in, in most of the design softwares that we have today, the, the proposal that the software gives us to start working with is so close to the real thing. It's really just minor adjustments that need to be made. So the software does not um, require this doctor to be, um, to, you know, to have years and years of design experience. The tools in the software makes it easy to manipulate the processes, to move it, to shrink it, to expand it. Um, 
there's a virtual articulator um, in the software. So once the design is done, the doctor can also check the occlusion, make adjustments to, to the prosthesis, making sure um, that um, occlusion is correct. Just out of curiosity, what do you think the percentage is in the US, North America, that actually engage in the software? Oh my goodness, if I had to guess, I would say probably around 20%, 10 or 20% of doctors do absolutely their own planning. Um, most, uh, most of it is done um, by planning centers and dental labs. And um, I'm not saying at all that these planning centers and dental labs are not um, capable of doing it. Um, I just feel it is, um, it is equally valuable to the doctor to be able to do his own planning. And um, I do find since we, since we launched the software, there is a lot of interest from doctors in the software. In fact, I would say there's more interest um, from doctors than there are from labs. Mm -hmm. um, I think doctors do want to get a bit more involved with, uh, with the whole planning process. And if you had to ask the question, why do we do planning? You're going to get multiple, um, you're going to get multiple answers. And I think it's really about who you're asking. Um, if you are asking the surgeon, um, he's going to say he is focused on finding um, good quality bone um, and he wants to, to have quantity, he wants that um, implant to integrate properly, that's his main focus. When you talk to the restorative dentist, he's going to tell you he is more concerned about um, giving the prosthesis um, to restore this patient's occlusion, function, aesthetics. Um, and then if you had to ask the patient, the patient would say, well, um, you know, to make sure that the outcome is good. And the, the, the whole planning process for me is just, as I mentioned before, it's peace of mind. And we can, we can now give the patient exactly um, what we said um, we're going to give. Um, it's not a matter of the surgeon starts doing the implant planning. And um, after the treatment tells the patient, you know what, I quoted you for four implants, but I decided to place 10 because I couldn't find adequate bone. We can eliminate all those surprises. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's a combination of all of these. Um, we need to place that implant at the correct angulation in good quality bone. We need to allow adequate space for a good restoration. And finally, but probably the most important, I would say, is we need to give the patient exactly what we said we are going to give the patient, mm -hmm. um, because that is, at the end, what it's really all about. And I do sometimes, um, not often, but I do sometimes um, see there's a bit of a conflict between the, the, the surgeon um, and the restorative uh, uh, clinician. Um, sometimes it's... Um, you know, it's, there should be more communication between those two, I feel, um, to, to make sure that the patient at the end of the day is, is satisfied. You will not see a patient that tells you, uh, you need to see this beautiful implant in my mouth. The patient cannot even see the implant, but the patient's going to tell you, you need to look at these beautiful crowns that I got. Um, and it's all about communicating with each other. And I believe this is this software is perfect for that. We can even do the restorative uh, doctor can, can be more involved in the designing of the prosthesis in the smile design. And then the, 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 the surgeon can be more involved if these are two different people. Uh, the surgeon can be more involved in the, in the planning. And then at the end, the plan is complete. 
you just summed it up as well as anybody I've ever heard actually on a podcast as far as diagnostic and planning software. I guess you teach dentists about this software, right? Uh, are you involved with some teaching as well with Nematech? Yes, I am involved with teaching. I do the training of doctors. And um, I also, um, we work with our KOLs and uh, I do the planning for some of these KOLs. And, um, you know, it's, it's the same with any software. It's the same when intraoral scanners arrived. You cannot just give a doctor a scanner and say, go ahead, because we need to teach them how to use it properly. And when, when a doctor makes an investment in software, he needs to know how to use it. So we need to spend time uh, to give them the confidence. Once the doctor has the confidence, he's on his way. We don't have to worry about him, but we need to help him get him or her to get to the point where they have that um, confidence. And that is what I do. The first thing we need to do is we need to assess where this doctor is. Has he ever done any implant planning or has he done many, many cases? So some people are going to need two hours of training. Someone else is going to need six hours of training. How do they go about, if somebody's interested, to go about getting that training? Well, we have, uh, we have some courses coming up um, in the near future, but then um, there's also, uh, I can do demonstrations for those who are interested. Um, you can go to www.biotechplan.com, so a doctor can schedule uh, a demonstration there if he wants to know more. And once the doctor is purchased, um, I do the training with them virtually. So um, we, um, we, we import cases, we do cases, we plan them. And then um, once the doctor has, has used it and he wants me to check some of these cases, not to check whether he placed the implant correctly, but um, to make sure he used all the applications of the software, I'm more than willing to do that. We do, we do go the extra mile um, as IDS. Um, we've seen the mistakes made by many companies when introducing new, new technology to, um, to doctors, um, we feel we're gonna go the extra mile to make sure that they have the confidence to use it properly. Yeah, and you can learn more about Nematech, uh, I guess by Googling Nematech, right? N-E-M-O-T-E-C, but also uh, IDS's website. That's um, correct, yes. Yeah, and IDS's website is idsimplants.com, idsimplants.com. And then you can look under products and you can see uh, all about Nemotech. No, that's very exciting stuff. I mean, this is the day and age we're in now with technology. And there's no question the uncertainty of these cases should be off the table now. We're in a state of technology where we could plan these things and have very high predictability, which means at the end of the day, we're going to have patient satisfaction and doctors are going to be under a lot less stress when it comes down to delivering the final product. Well, we certainly want to have you on again, Marius. We enjoyed talking with you on, on Dental Talk, and uh, it was a great podcast. I, I learned a lot, and I hope our audience did. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me.